Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. I'm Derek Morris, and our topic today is vitally important. How we can experience the unity that Christ desires for us as his people, and especially how we can be united in mission. Right before Jesus went to the cross, he prayed a high priestly prayer. It's a beautiful prayer recorded in John 17. If you read that passage, Jesus prayed for himself. He prayed for his disciples, but he also prayed for us. He prayed that we would be one. What does that look like? And how can we experience that unity in Christ that he desires for us? Our guest today is Pastor Ted Wilson, and you'll discover some practical insights, whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your church, that can bless your ministry to your community. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, United in Mission. How can we experience the unity that Christ desires for us? And our guest is Pastor Ted Wilson. Thanks for being with us today. It's a great privilege, Derek. Thank and you. And your responsibility as uh, president of the World Church of Seventh-day Adventists gives you an opportunity to see all kinds of people and all kinds of uh, perhaps sometimes disunity challenges that that, that we need to address in order to experience unity in Christ? Well, people live in very different situations, cultures, language backgrounds, economic situations, social approaches, and so there are bound to be differences. But I find that traveling around the world, interacting with people, and I've lived in different places around the world, if you treat people with great respect and Christian dignity, and a humility that is born by Christ. People will respond in a very appropriate way when you're trying to bring about unity. But we certainly can expect to have all kinds of challenges towards unity, even within the church, if we are not focused upon that which will directly bring us into unity, and that is a relationship with Jesus Christ ourselves personally. And I find that beautiful illustration, and Christ uh, helps us to understand it, that when we are focused upon Him, we then are brought closer to Him and to each other. You're thinking of that, that beautiful prayer in John chapter 17. Well, that, that's a classic one, of course. And uh, I think as we understand the need for unity as we come closer and closer to Jesus soon coming, and I believe he's coming soon physically in the sky as the Bible has predicted to take us home to a much better place. I believe that the Lord is calling for us to be in that uni unity and to demonstrate the love that we have one for each other, which will tell people about that connection. And you know, there's a, there's a beautiful chapter in Ephesians 4, uh, chapter in this book of Ephesians, which is just replete with emphasis on uh, uh, submission, on humility, on unity. 
And it tells me that the Lord really desires us for, to, first of all, be in connection with Him. And then this unity will develop because it says uh, in verse 2 of chapter 4, with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Mm -hmm. And then it goes on with those fantastic ones, you know, right. uh, one body, one spirit, one Lord, one hope, uh, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. All of that can only happen when personally we are grounded in the Word of God and in an understanding of who we are in relationship to our Creator. And I think one of the biggest things that's challenging us today is probably a careful understanding of the authority of God's Word and how that impacts my life because that can help to bring us into unity. So we've got pastors watching the program, lay leaders, and they might say, my church is divided. Uh, people are fighting with each other. I don't see the unity that Christ prayed for. I'm hearing you say that one, one potential cause is that the people are not experiencing that close relationship with Christ individually. Exactly, and, and I think that's reflected in a practical way by how much time we spend reading God's Word. Now, somebody might say, well, you know, I've learned about the Bible. I know a lot of the stories, and what's the point in really even reading the Bible? I can go to church and listen to a pastor tell me about the Bible. Isn't that enough? But it is so vital that we spend time in the Word of God ourselves, personally, every day, and allow the Holy Spirit then to change our minds so mm -hmm. that, as Paul says in Philippians 2, let this mind be in you that was right. in Christ Jesus. Right. Uh, we need to be in touch with the Lord through the Word and understand that the Word has authority over us in our relationship with God and with each other. You know, that, that's, a, that's a bold strategy because I could imagine a leader saying, I don't have time to talk to people about their personal relationship with God because we've got disunity in our midst. I'm hearing you say, don't ignore the fact that there's disunity, but focus on that personal relationship as one of the ways that you're going to find a, a change of heart, uh, a change of attitude, both individually and, and as a group. In fact, uh, Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 that all of us are called to be part of the ministry of reconciliation. Right. You know, and there are a lot of people that need to be reconciled in homes, mm. in the community, and even in churches. And the Lord wants to use us to bring about that unity and that reconciliation, and that can only come about as we're connected with the originator of all reconciliation because Christ was here to reconcile us to the Father. God worked through Jesus to bring about a reconciliation between uh, those who were fallen, those of us who have sinned, and a perfect God. So what a fantastic ministry each of us has to participate in 
that ministry of reconciliation, of bringing about unity, of being one in Christ. So I can certainly encourage people, or a pastor, mm -hmm. a lay leader can encourage people in their personal walk with Christ. That's, that's going to make a difference. But what, what if there are just different views? I, I got an email this week. Someone said, well, half of our church thinks the Bible text should be interpreted this way, and half of our church thinks it should be interpreted that way. And, uh, and I think our church is going to split. Um, it's kind of like a help, help email, um, just over a disagreement with, with one Bible text. H how do we help the church get past... Uh, it seems that we're so ready to, to be uh, disunited, you know, you kind of split. Well, it's, it, it go, it's even worse than that because, I mean, to be divided over something biblical, that's substantive. But to be divided over, let's say, the color of the carpet in the church or... You and know, it's happened at times. Little things like that. Even in families, people can be divided over such inconsequential things that really get back to our personal pride. And I think that's where mm. this relationship with Christ, even a dispute between what a Bible text says, mm. it gets back to falling on our knees together, mm. looking at the text in a, in a very careful, humble way, and then listening to each other, but listening to the Holy Spirit speak to us. And I think it's a powerful thing when we can be on our knees together mm. and labor with the Lord. We're going to come back to that after the break because it goes beyond my personal walk with God, but really seeking God together, seeking His Word together, uh, experiencing the unity He desires. What a practical topic. Someone here is thinking, he's been to my church where they argued about the carpet. We're going to talk about united in mission right after our break. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, United in Mission. How can we experience as the body of Christ the unity that Christ desires for us? Before the break, we talked about churches being divided over the color of the carpet in the sanctuary. Uh, these are practical challenges we face. And our guest, Pastor Ted Wilson, we're so glad you're with us today. Thank you. You probably travel around the world more than many Christian leaders. You see Christians in many different settings, uh, many different challenges that they face. Um, what, what are some of the things that, that so easily divide people as you travel around? Well, I suppose much of it, as we mentioned before, has to do with our own personal opinion as opposed to something that we based upon a scriptural injunction. And many times, if we feel that people are attacking us, if we feel that somehow we are being marginalized, our defenses go up, and then we draw these lines that seem to divide us. When that happens, and I have to remind myself at times when I'm confronted with a challenging situation or some comments or whatever they might be, calm down. <laughs> focus on trying to be Christ-like. And of course, we don't want to just focus on that. We actually want to be Christ-like. Right. We want to allow the Holy Spirit to take control of our lives. Amen. Uh, we were referring to Ephesians chapter 4, and 
in the very end of that chapter, it says there, uh, let all bitterness and wrath and anger, verse 31, mm. and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That's powerful. I, I think as we find these areas of contention, disagreement, even, even on what seem to be very biblical topics, we need to come to a conclusion that the only way forward is in a spirit of meekness, hmm. uh, and not just on the part of one side, all of us right. need to respect each other and come uh, in a sense of humility to the subject. Um, you know, there are all kinds of reasons why people leave the church or get angry at each other and frustrated and all that kind of thing. An act of love and compassion on the part of a church member will go a long ways mm -hmm. to bringing somebody back into the fellowship the sweetness of being in the presence of Jesus. Uh, I'm thinking of a very interesting approach that some of our Seventh-day Adventist uh, Christian brothers and sisters have in Brazil. I just heard about this uh, amazing approach that they have to people who have become angry, disgruntled, uh, the lack of unity has caused them to leave the church, or they've just gotten enamored with the world and forgotten about Christ. They once had that first love which is what we all need every day. And so what they do is find these individuals who have grown cold and have become dis, disenfranchised and the unity is not there. They go in a spirit of love and humility and tenderness to the person's home, talk with them, share God's love with them, and then they present them with something that absolutely amazes me. <laughs> They give them a baptismal robe and they call it the robe of faith. Hmm. And they give them a robe and they say, we'd love to have you rejoin the wonderful family. Would you be willing to be rebaptized and join us? It's amazing how many people are just waiting to hear that call to unity to come back mm. into the family even if they've had big disagreements. Mm. And a lot of the disagreements and the disunity that we seem to have is over items that are actually non-theological. Uh, but many times or at times theological issues divide us as well. In any situation, I think it is important for us to come close to the Lord and to each other in a spirit of humility. You know, I appreciate uh what you said, Pastor Wilson, about being kind, that, that to some people seems rather weak, but Jesus was kind. And using the illustration of this robe that you were talking about, if, if a person came to their door and just slammed it on the, on the doorstep and confronted them, nothing good would come of it. No. So we talked in the first uh, part of our program about the leader can encourage people personally in their walk with God. Uh, right before the break, we talked about the fact that we can start by being kind to each other, but, but actually come to the Word together, praying together. Um, it's hard to set aside our personal opinions. H how do we do that it, so that we can truly come and say, let's seek what God's Word says together and, and see if we can agree. 
How do we, how do we set our agenda aside? Well, again, I, I think that has to do with our mindset and our approach. I think it's so important that we come in a, in a setting of humility and respect. Mm. Uh, when you are open and not highly dogmatic in trying to force somebody into an opinion, but saying, I want to, let's talk. I, I want to be able to understand better your perspective. I think that helps to defuse a situation and then truly ask the Holy Spirit to lead in these kinds of situations. I know I've seen in situations where people's fuses were just about ready to explode their whole body and their whole dynamic where a little word of kindness, just a little thought of tenderness mm -hmm. ratchets down the anxiety level and people are willing to talk. I think one of the biggest challenges is we just don't take time to really hear each other and to talk in a very careful and kind Holy Spirit directed way. Uh, you know that that beautiful chapter of John 17 which you referenced earlier the Lord prayed not only for his disciples but for those who would believe on him who would come which means you That's and us. me. <laughs> and so the Lord knew that at the very end of time and I believe we're coming close to the end of time and Jesus is coming, the devil will try everything to bring disunity yes. into the church and into families, into communities. And the Lord wants us to be these agents of reconciliation that will help to fulfill John 17, where we will be of one mind with him. Beautiful. After the break, we'll be talking about a another challenge. What if we come together, we pray, we study the word, and we still don't agree. Is it, is it possible to, well, to be united even when we don't agree about everything together? To still be united in mission? Uh, some people say, no, that's impossible. Well, I hope you'll stay with us because certainly Christ wants us to be one in mission for him. We'll be right back with more Ministry in Motion. Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. We're have a, having a fascinating discussion about what it means to be united as followers of Christ and especially united in mission. Our guest today is Pastor Ted Wilson. Thanks for being with us. Great to be here, Derek. Well, we've, we've looked at some really important and practical topics. We've talked about when, when there's disunity in a church and whether it's a pastor or a lay leader trying to address this, that we want to bring people back to a strong personal relationship with Christ, Bible study, prayer, and, and also coming together and praying together in a spirit of humility. Uh, th those are very practical. Let's, let's take the step where we've done that and we say, you know, we still don't have a consensus here. We've still got some differing opinions. We love each other. We respect each other. We're committed to Christ. What should we do at that point? Before we get into that, I wanted to add one more thing, and you'd identify with this, Derek, because you have such an interest in it. I think it's important that we also sing together. <laughs> you know, if we sing scriptural songs, sure. if we, it's pretty hard to be mean-spirited when you're singing about the love of God. And I think as we engage in some of these practical things, Bible study, singing Christian hymns, uh, 
praying in an earnest way, yes. that sets the stage for the practical aspects of, okay, supposing we do come to the point where we still don't agree, does that mean we just lock horns or we go our separate ways mad and disgusted? Or can we agree that the mission of the church is big enough for all of us to participate even though we don't agree completely on everything? Uh, I mean, we see that even in Scripture, in the New Testament. Certainly. There was not always agreement on everything, but the, the mission field was big enough for people to take the mission to others. And I think as we recognize also that the body is made up of various people, backgrounds, cultures, perspectives, but that we are one in Christ, uh, we can see that there are in some situations and I'm not saying something theological, but I'm saying in the approaches to things, there are some differences. I mean, you know, in the, in the 12th chapter of 1 Corinthians, it talks about the body. And the body uh, is not one member, but many. You know, it talks about the foot. And if it isn't the hand, well, then it's not happy because it's the foot or back and forth. The body is made up of all these different parts, each one vital to the total functioning of the body, and yet they're different. But in a unified way, they make the body prosper. So I think even when we get into situations where we don't all agree, whether it is on the color of the carpet or whether it is even in something very substantive, like how do we go out and do mission, uh, we can agree to disagree in certain situations. And when it comes to theological aspects, I think we need to be very careful because we need to be united in that, definitely. But God can help us to listen to those and maybe to others who don't maybe agree with us, and eventually the Holy Spirit will bring us into all truth, which I think can help us, of course, in this unity factor. You mentioned in the New Testament, I'm thinking of where Paul and Barnabas had that strong disagreement. And I, I'm certain that was not God's plan. Yeah, uh, right, exactly. You know, which one of them was right? Well, I have a bias as to which one I think was right. But the truth of the matter is that God was still working even in that situation. If they had just stayed and argued with each other for the rest of their lives, no mission would have been accomplished. But, but God took Paul with Silas, right? And Barnabas took John Mark and the two mission teams went out. I, don't, I, don't, I think God could have got two mission teams some other way. But later on, don't I read in the New Testament that Paul really comes to appreciate John Mark? There, there's a unity that develops. Because they were both involved in mission and they had a little time maybe to change some ideas. And Derek, I think it's so important that we're focusing upon unity in mission because as church members become personally involved in sharing their faith, because you know we can't limit it to just Bible study, prayer, singing, that's all inwardly focusing and upwardly focusing. We have to have this outreach to others. Sharing the faith is part of the whole dynamic of the, of the Christian experience. And sharing the salvation uh, process in the sense that telling somebody else what Christ has done for us. In the process of doing that, your life is so enriched, it is so affirmed, you're so excited that 
it just keeps adding blessing upon blessing. And I don't think I can emphasize enough the importance for every church member to be involved in reaching out to someone else, in being able to help someone else, because in service, in true Christian service, God can bless not only those receiving the service, He will mightily bless you and me. And I think maybe then we'll actually come to the place where using the body image you talked about in 1 Corinthians, that we celebrate the fact that we're not all the same. Uh, we have different roles, different gifts, but we're united in mission. Absolutely. And, and that mission, uh, as you participate in it, will just reinforce your enthusiasm and your, your thanksgiving to God for allowing you to be part of this process. I want to thank you for joining us today, Pastor Wilson. I want to thank you also for being with us for Ministry in Motion. And you know, think about your life. Uh, maybe you've got some strong preferences, some strong opinions. But if you'd pray and say, Jesus, let your mind be in me. Give me that humble servant spirit. And then let's go out and do the mission that Christ has asked us to do. Let's work together as we prepare for the soon coming of Jesus. We're glad you joined us for Ministry of Motion today. All of our programs are available online. You can go to our website at ministryinmotion.tv and share the program with someone else so that they can also be enriched in their ministry. Thanks for joining us. May God bless you in your ministry for Him.